If you're anything like me, the thought of slaving away in the kitchen for hours after a hectic day is a little less than appealing. But what if I told you that I've got a little something to make your weekday anti-inflammatory eating a breeze? Introducing my free checklist, the must-have kitchen staples for effortless anti-inflammatory dinners. This is your ticket to stress-free weekday dinners and consistent success in the kitchen. Imagine not having to deal with last-minute grocery store runs or staring at your pantry in exhaustion. Imagine coming home from a demanding day, effortlessly whipping up an anti-inflammatory meal, and still having time to unwind, relax, and catch up on your favorite shows. All you have to do is head over to betterwithcarbo.com forward slash checklist and claim your free copy of this invaluable resource. Let this checklist be your guide to transform your kitchen into a haven of effortless anti-inflammatory cooking and well-balanced meals. Get ready for a life where weekday anti-inflammatory eating is not just easier, but it's downright delightful. Your journey to a healthier, more vibrant you starts right now. So bottom line, before you start downing those supplements, do your homework and make sure that you're taking a form that your body can easily work with. I'm Chrissy Carbo, registered dietitian and host of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Here we cut through the confusion and complexity of inflammatory health to deliver straightforward, bite-sized strategies and information you can easily apply to your life. Not too long ago, I was lost in a sea of information, overwhelmed by the challenges of inflammation. But through years of trial, education, and self-discovery, I learned to break free from the chaos of fad diets and cultivate a practical anti-inflammatory lifestyle that not only helped me stabilize my own diagnosis, but thrive with it. Whether you're an autoimmune warrior or simply seeking a healthier, uncomplicated life, you found your tribe. Join me as we explore realistic strategies that can make a profound difference in your life. So if you're ready to embrace a simpler, healthier way of living, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Carbo, and today we're diving into a topic that's been pretty front and center in my life lately, motivation. At the time of this recording, I've recently entered a new stage of my life called motherhood. Now, I love my little man more than anything else in this world, but becoming a mom has been the most challenging role I've ever taken on. The exhaustion, stress, and anxiety that come with it are on a whole new level. So naturally, I've fallen a little bit off track when it comes to my own self-care routine. But it's important for me to discover a fresh routine that aligns with this new chapter of my life so that I can keep taking care of myself and adjust to this beautiful chaos of motherhood. And I bring this up because I know many of you listening can relate to the struggle with motivation, especially during those gritty phases of life where it can be tough to find drive to take care of yourself and you're in the daily grind of balancing work and home life and just feeling perpetually tired all the time and stuck in the rinse and repeat cycle of life. But here's the truth, and it might sound a little cheesy, but you already have everything that you need to get things done, prioritize self-care, and start feeling better today. Your current setbacks, they're not a result of laziness or not knowing enough or the need for an energy drink pick-me-up. It's simply because you're waiting for motivation to magically materialize itself and do the heavy lifting for you. Here's the truth about motivation. Motivation comes as a side effect to action. It is not a prerequisite. 
And in this episode, I'm going to break down what that means and together we'll get crystal clear on where motivation truly originates, how to harness more of it with ease, and most importantly, we're going to learn how to keep that motivational fire burning bright. And by the end of our conversation, you'll be armed with the knowledge you need to get started and continue on your anti-inflammatory journey, no matter what stage of life you're in or how overwhelming things may seem. You'll discover that you already have the tools to thrive and getting started can be and should be so easy. So I want to kick things off by diving headfirst into where motivation comes from. There's a common misconception out there that you need a hefty dose of motivation just to begin a task or adopt a new habit, especially when you're striving to achieve a particular goal. For example, your goal is to exercise more. So you might think that you need motivation in order to get to the gym. So you might find yourself seeking motivation from outside sources like chatting with someone who's recently achieved what you aspire to do or turning to a motivational video or podcast. And don't get me wrong, these tactics can indeed provide a temporary boost. They might even make you feel more capable like, hey, if that person can do it, then I can definitely do it. But let's be real. This fleeting burst of motivation won't sustain you for the long haul. And you know that, and I know this, because we've been through this before. Let me know if this sounds familiar. You listen to an inspirational podcast on your way to work that left you feeling pumped like, man, when I get home, I'm going to work out, no excuses. But then you've had a really exhausting day at work, you forgot to take out the chicken that you meant to cook for dinner, and you're faced with a monumental stack of dishes piled up in your kitchen sink and the thought of tackling them before you do anything just seems utterly overwhelming. That motivation from this morning went right out the window. The reality is motivation doesn't grace you with its presence until after you've taken action towards that new task or goal not before. Let that sink in for a moment. Motivation is a follower, not a leader. It's the reward for your initial effort. When you push yourself to start something, even when every fiber of your being is screaming, I'd rather not, you create results. And what happens next is those results make you feel fantastic. A sense of accomplishment just like washes over you. And then you feel motivated to do more. That, my friends, is the secret sauce. It's that feel-good sensation that creates and reinforces motivation propelling you forward. And the more you persist, the more motivated you become, and the farther you move along in reaching your goal. So remember that. That's the bottom line. The act of beginning, especially when motivation is nowhere to be found, is the catalyst for change. It's that first domino in a chain reaction. Action leads to results, results leads to motivation, and motivation becomes that fuel that keeps your momentum going. So back to our example goal of wanting to exercise more. When you come home from work and you feel so exhausted and it feels like everything is working against you in that moment, motivation isn't going to show up to get you to exercise. You just have to start. And once you start, that's when motivation starts to creep in and it makes you want to do more. So you're probably thinking, if motivation comes from action, how on earth do you muster up the willpower to take action when you really, and I mean really, don't want to? Well, the trick lies in identifying the tiniest, and I mean most minuscule step that you can take to move toward your goal and then making it ridiculously easy to get started. 
we're just going to stick with this idea of wanting to exercise more. So what is the tiniest step that you can take in order to get started with exercising? Maybe you lay out your workout clothes right by the door or somewhere close so that when you get home from work, you strip down and you put your workout clothes on and you get going. Or if you're working out from home, maybe the night before you select the workout that you're going to do and you set an alarm for the time of day that you're actually going to do it. It might seem a little silly, but these things are all things that I've done before and they actually work. Once I come home from work, I put my workout clothes on and sometimes I'm like, man, I really still don't want to work out. I'd rather just scroll through my phone watching funny TikToks on the couch. But then my very next thought is, well, your workout clothes are already on, so you might as well do a small workout. And on days like this, I tell myself to work out for at least 10 minutes. At least do 10 minutes, and if you really want to stop afterwards, then you can stop. So I start a 30-minute workout with the intention of only working out for 10 minutes, and then 99% of the time, I've stuck around for the full workout and even felt motivated to add a little bit more to it. So by smoothing out the starting point and making it as easy as pie, you're virtually eliminating any resistance to get going. And I said virtually eliminating any resistance. Because there still may be some resistance. But honestly, once you really dive in, your brain lights up and you're saying to yourself, hey, this feels good. I'm making strides towards my goal and I want to keep going. So you do. And I'm proof that it actually works. Remember, the smaller the entry point, the easier it is to kickstart, even on those days when you'd rather not. Those small actions you take, they build on each other, snowballing into significant results. So again, your goal is to exercise more. Today you did a 10-minute workout, but those 10 minutes gave you the motivation to do the same thing tomorrow because you want to feel the good feels again. So you do the same thing tomorrow and then the next day, and before you know it, you've worked out four days this week with each workout getting a little bit longer. And this applies to any goal that you have. That one cup of water can turn into three liters a day. That one home-cooked dinner can turn into four home-cooked dinners in a week. No matter what the goal is, you just get started, you keep going, you land big results, and that's something to celebrate. Which brings me on to my next point. Celebrate those small wins. I know it might sound cliche, but it's a reminder we all need. And People often throw this phrase around, but today I want to emphasize just how crucial it is to pause and appreciate yourself for those little victories. Because let's be honest, this can be tough. It's no walk in the park to chase your goals, especially when you feel like there's barely any time left to dedicate to anything else. But here's a remarkable thing. You made it happen. You achieved something significant. Now I want you to think about something crucial here. These small steps, these tiny wins, they are the key to making anti-inflammatory living doable. It's not about waking up tomorrow and turning your whole pantry upside down. It's not about suddenly becoming a meditation guru to master stress management through breath work. Practical and sustainable anti-inflammatory living is all about discovering those little ways to start and refine your everyday habits, which over time add up to some pretty impressive results. So don't let these moments slip by unnoticed. Recognize the effort you put in in spite of the obstacles. Celebrate your tenacity and your ability to take action, even when it seemed challenging. You're proving to yourself that you have what it takes. So embrace it, celebrate it, and let it propel you forward. I came across this insight about motivation and starting small while reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's an incredible book, and I highly recommend it if you have the time. 
But what really struck me was how these concepts could be applied to my own life, especially during this postpartum phase when things got seriously challenging for me, from cooking in the kitchen to staying active and dealing with stress and anxiety. I really had to hit the reset button and go back to basics and start with tiny, manageable steps. And what's equally important was realizing that I needed to take things at my own pace and extend some much-needed grace to myself. And it's something that I want to emphasize for all of you too. Give yourself the grace you deserve. We're all navigating uncharted waters here, crafting new habits and routines. It's all unfamiliar territory. And understand that success may not look like what it did in the past. For me, celebrating the ability to squeeze in a 20-minute workout or a brisk walk for a few times a week feels like a significant win. Even though it's nothing compared to my hour-long daily workouts I used to do pre-baby, it's still a win in my book. I'm still discovering what works best for me as I journey through motherhood. So my message to you is be patient with yourself and be open to shifting your perspective on what success means to you now. Keep embracing those small wins and keep moving forward one step at a time because every step counts towards your success story. I hope you found this episode helpful and if you did, please leave a review and share this with someone who may also be struggling to get started or keep going on their health journey. Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at betterwithcarbo. Let me know what you thought, how you're feeling, how your day is going. Until next time, guys, same time, same place.